Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. You know where you are, the 9 at 9 with me, Tigo. And today is the third Wednesday of May. So this means we got Bryce McKinley coming in, and we're going to talk about negotiating the deal. Have you been wondering, how do you close those big deals? Well, the way you learn to do that is to talk to somebody who does this all the time, and that's Bryce. So sit right there. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back. That's right. If you've ever wondered, you know, you read it on social media, you hear it on the news, or maybe you're in a big event and they're talking about, you know, how they've closed this deal or they've gotten into crypto or NFT and you're going, I've got the greatest offer. One, I don't know who to offer it to. And two, I don't know how to close them if I get them. So I called my brother Bryce and I invited him over and I said, how do we do this? Hey, Bryce, are you out there? I'm here, Tigo. Let's go. Let's go, man. Okay, so how do you, you know, negotiate the deal? Talk about sales basics because people are scared of it. You know, like it's a four-letter word or something. They're just like, I can't do that. What's going on? Sale? I can't sell. You know, that's not cool. If you're in business, you got to sell. Or you're being sold too. You know, it's, it's interesting. Most people think that they're just not great at sales. Even some of the best salespersons in the world started out thinking that they weren't. However, right. we all came out of the, ro- the womb screaming, kicking, and yelling. And we did that the first year or two in order to get a bottle. in order to get our diaper changed when we were uncomfortable and we use different pitches and tonalities when we did it. Yep. We started out as like the best salesperson in the world. The problem is, is we start hindering ourselves with all these roadblocks and second guessing ourselves and asking the wrong questions. And so I believe that in order to move the needle and have better conversations You need to know this. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. Mm. And so I've created some of the best sales programs in the world. I've been hired by some of the greatest minds in the world. Heck, I think it was Matt Maddox that once said, if you don't don't know who Matt is, he's a sales guru, right? Mm -hmm. He said I was one of the top five sales trainers in the world. So you don't have to just take my word for it. Here's the deal, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to be better at sales, start asking different questions. That's oh, where yeah. I start. Start asking different questions. Now, before we get to different questions, let's talk about the fact that they're not asking any questions. You know, they're creating all this stuff and they're and they're not. I We were in an event not too long ago and half the room didn't get out of their seats. You know, you've got some of the greatest minds in the world right here in this room and they never went and said, hi, my name is Bob and this is what I do. 
you know, when Alan and I get in the room, I go, you go left, I go right. And we try to meet as many people as we possibly can. So what about the guys that are playing at business owners, but they literally are not even asking the questions? What do you tell them? It's interesting that that's the question you ask. And, and I'll redirect my answer to say this. If we're, even if we're high functioning entrepreneurs and, and Tigo, you and I know, like we get in the room with some of the greatest minds in the world. Mm-hmm. And inevitably, I always find that those persons, most of the persons, they find something in common and then they just go down the rabbit hole talking about, oh yeah, you're an interview, you're a speaker. I've been speaking for, yeah. And there's yep. an old adage saying, and we've all heard it, people don't care how much you know until you they know how much you care. Right. And so I, I actually call that the German shepherd effect. I was coaching a lady one time and, well, many times, but it, it took a lot of work. However, she got out of her own way. And what we found was that the biggest obstacle she faced in making connections was rather than building rapport on something she had in common with somebody and asking more questions, she would start to talk about her thing. And here's what I mean by that. This is the perfect example. Think about the last time somebody tried to build rapport with you. They found something in common. Oh, you're a influencer or an entrepreneur. I've been in business for so many years and da, da, da. I, I call that the German shepherd effect because this young lady Every time she would talk to somebody, she would ask them if they had dogs or cats or if they had any animals. We're, I'm in real estate, right? And and one of, that's like my bread and butter behind the scenes when I'm not coaching and speaking. And she would be asking them if they had any pets in the house. Oh, no, you don't. I've got a dog and blah, 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 blah. It's a German shepherd. Like, have you ever had a dog? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, you do have a dog? I got a German shepherd. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, Nobody cares about you. And that might sting a little bit, which is why I have the wasp selling system. Ask questions that sting because one thing that everybody needs to know is that nobody cares about you. And won't remember you five minutes after you walk away. Especially if all you did was talk about yourself. Exactly. And give a darn about the person on the other side of the event, the communication exactly. Exactly. And what I love doing when we meet people, I love finding out, you know, what they do because it never fails. Not that we've been on the air for two years plus, they've kind of heard of us already. And especially me, they see me come in and they're like, oh, there's Tigo, blah, blah, blah. Have you met Tigo? And I love that. But they want to talk about what I do. I want to hear what you do. You know, many, many years ago when I started selling way back when, when I was 17, the first thing my mentor told me was you got two years in one mouth. You know, listen twice as hard as you speak. And that's what I kind of focus on. It's like, what do you do? Who are you? What brought you here? And get and when I'm listening, then I'm also checking boxes. Oh, okay. They're from the Midwest. Check. You know, they've been an entrepreneur since they're a child. Check. You know, so that when you and I first met that first time, yeah. it was like you started talking about Chicago. You started talking about, you know, paper routes and, that, and I'm going, Ding, 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 ding. Because this is all stuff that I have done. And then it's like we're making a relationship. It's not just some two ships that pass each other in the night. And when you walk away from them, you go, well, what do they do? I haven't a clue. They, you know, they yeah. didn't say anything. You know, what do you and, think and you're going to do? They don't know me. 
you know? <laughs> right. And I want to commend you, Tigo. Like that's one of the my favorite things about our relationship. Like we may not talk for a couple of months even, but we know when we get back together, it's like we never missed a beat because we had genuine conversations. Yeah. And I mean, heck, this last like couple of months as I've been transitioning and pivoting and all the things, right? Like we got reconnected and it was like, we never missed a beat. Why? Because the conversations prior to that meant the world to us. And we were seriously in love with getting to know each other. And, you know, I always think about uh, Zig Ziglar, you know, if you help him. He's one of my heroes. What's that? I said, you know, he was one of my heroes. Go ahead. Yeah. He, he always said, if you help enough people get what they want, you can have anything you want in life. And so when you think about sales and negotiating, most people think about closing the deal and taking home the check. And it's like, if you focus on the money, number one, you're in it for the wrong reasons. And number two, right. you're not truly solving any problems. And the ones yep. that truly excel solve problems. So how do we do mm-hmm. that? We ask more intentional questions. Exactly. Exactly. And would you agree that by having a great relationship, it's easier to close? You don't even feel like you are closing because, of course, you know, if you're going to do business in my arena, then I hope you'll come to my, you know, area of the woods. If I'm going to do business in your arena, naturally I'm coming to you, you know, because this is who I've trusted and this is who I have this relationship with. And it's more important to me than just closing a single deal. I tell people all the time, you can sell anybody once. Where the skill comes in is being able to have that relationship so that they automatically think of you when they need their lawn done again or they're ready for another production or they're buying another piece of property or they're looking to invest, that they automatically go to that person they truly feel like is family. I introduce you as my brother from another mother and father because that's how I feel. You know, we have a lot of relationships that way. So for me, that's my my two cents. I'm going to let you finish out the last minute or two because Alan's going to cut us off on your tip of the day on how to close out the deal. So if I had to narrow it down, I would say look at sales rather than an adversarial process in nature to more of a commencement. Think about a commencement. A commencement at graduation is like a new beginning. It's a new opportunity. And if you're in sales or maybe you're an entrepreneur, which you are in sales, then you need to look at every communication event as if it was a new opportunity and to a new beginning. And the reason I say that is because most people think that they have to build rapport, overcome objections. And I just don't feel that kind of way. Matter of fact, if you set it up correctly, you have little to no objections, like you said, where people come in and they want to do business with you. You know, it's often said, Tigo, in business that people do business with people they know, like, and trust. Right. I just don't agree with that. You don't like your lawyer when you pay him a retainer to keep him on staff, do you? (laughs) I happen to love my lawyer, but okay. You and I are different. I love my lawyer, too, because he saved my butt a few times, right? That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) How often have you loved stroking that check for your insurance that you never used? Yeah, I hate that. (laughs) Exactly. So we don't do business with people we know, like, and trust. We do business with people that share a common belief. 
And the lawyer and I agree that this law is in our favor. And so we're going to find that loophole and do business. My insurance agent gets paid because I know inevitably if something happens, I'm protected. And he believes the same thing. And it's no difference in sales. When you're negotiating a deal and you keep running up against objections, you better find the common belief that you have and explore that. And what I've found over the years of training tens, if not hundreds of thousands of persons in and around a negotiation is that people fail to ask questions that sting. Think about going to the doctor. The doctor doesn't care that your leg is broken. The doctor twists and turns and puts you on the x-ray bed and makes you uncomfortable so that he can give you the diagnosis. So that way, when your leg heals, you're 10 times stronger, right? Yeah. And so yeah. If, if we can ask questions that sting in order to get the solution sooner rather than later, we have a much better opportunity at solving problems. And so we need to explore problems and difficulties and dissatisfactions or pains and then provide the solution, provide the aloe, the Band-Aid or the Sutra for that issue. See, this is why I love this man. This is why he's my brother. Tell everybody how they can get in touch with you, brother. Yeah, I appreciate that. So I actually, uh, as a six-time best-selling author, I've got a couple of books out there, and I break this process down into five simple steps. You can find that at the number five, ourflip.com, fivehourflip.com. It's geared around real estate, but it doesn't change. The conversation is still the same. There's five things that happen every single time in a conversation, or you can look me up, Bryce McKinley, on any platform, and I look forward to hearing from you. You are the best. I can't wait to see what we're talking about next month. You are definitely my brother, and even I learned today. So you rock, I got to tell you. Love it. Thank you so much for having me, Tigger. I look forward to it. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that episode. You know if you're driving or you didn't have anything to write down, go to TigoDirect.com. Bryce is in there. You can connect directly to him from TigoDirect.com. There's no cost to you and no cost to Bryce. We just want to connect you guys so you can find the people that have been on the show. Okay, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you'll come back next time. And as always, I'm Tigo. I'll talk to you next time.